Hi everyone and welcome to the 8RC podcast show. I'm your host Shah, welcome. Slightly different today, very lonely in the uh, podcast studio. Uh, it's just myself, uh, Steve, the uh, CEO of 8RC, who normally joins me on every episode, uh, is away on business. Um, can't fault him because uh, he's definitely got his priorities in check. Um, so it's going to be a slightly different setup today. We're going to present you um, the best of. So we're going to focus a lot on the 8Ps. Uh, which is what 8RC is built off. So take a listen and see whether you can apply these 8Ps to your business as we have done. Remember, there's a playlist on SoundCloud ready for you to listen to at your heart's desire. But for now, please take a seat and enjoy the 8RC podcast show. I'm your host, Shah. Welcome. Uh, I'm joined once again, CEO, founder, big man himself, the Godzilla of the business world like one of the finest wrestlers from the WWF in the 90s, the big boss man, the El Capitano, Habib, McGregor, Santa Claus of the business world with me. <laughs> ARC CEO is here, Mr. Steve Barnwells, how are you? I'm very well. And how are you, Shah? I'm good. One of the eight Ps is the first one that we're going to be focusing on today, which is people. Do employers really spend the time getting to know their team members? Um, do they give them that time a day? If they're working 40 hours a week or 50 hours a week or 60 hours a week, how much of that time spent um, just doing their job and how much of that time is actually spent being invested in talking to them, getting to know them, getting to understand them, getting to know how they work, how they tick, what they like, what they what they dislike, what they're good at, what they're bad at, you know, where are the opportunities? And it's that sort of thing which, you know, more time and care needs to be taken um, to sort of, find that out and really understand the value, the real value of people. And you know, no great business was ever delivered on its own. It was delivered by the people sharing with a common goal and driving that goal um, to the maximum and being rewarded as they um, drive that goal forward and feeling cherished, feeling that someone gives a shit, yeah. you know? Um, and it, it really, it's something that's so passionate um, and close to my heart that I really think about that actually it's so basic really if you treat people how you'd want to be treated yourself and give them the time of day surely surely when they turn up to work they turn up to work in a much better frame of mind um, today we're going to be focusing on the next P uh, which is product really when you think about products you know you're thinking about you know have we got the right quality of product um, is it priced right? Um, uh, have we got the right supply chain process in place? So we can get the product in the right place in the right time. And um, last time we spoke, we spoke about people and we talked about how important people were. But product is, is as important. And one of the things that's really become more and more important around delivering the right kind of service is making sure that you have a product that looks right, ticks all the right boxes and that you have a supply chain process that can produce that product to that same quality over and over and over and over again and it sounds easy but it's sometimes one of those difficult things where businesses do struggle in this area and they get it horribly wrong and they actually start to turn customers off rather than turn customers on how do you separate yourself from the competition right because there's so many people doing it how do you make sure that your t-shirt is being seen by the right people rather than somebody else's? I think, you you know, we often talk about 
benefits of a product. And I know um, in the early days of my retailing um, introduction back in, in the mid 80s, you know, we always talked about, you know, what are the benefits of this particular product and, and what, are, what are the features? And it hasn't really changed from then in terms of how you make your product stand out and how you make your product different is about being able to confidently talk about the benefits of that product, whether that's the fabric, um, whether that's around price, whether that's the way in which um, it's put together in terms of its components, um, whether that's because of the the, the feel, and um, whether that's because the, the style of it, um, the, the cut, um, all of these things become so important when you're trying to take a t-shirt for example which we all know a t-shirt and its components in terms of what a t-shirt looks like but a t-shirt can be very different whether that's the fabric whether that's the slogan or or um, um graphic that's on it whether that's the the cut and, and the silhouette whether that's the way that it's finished off so it's really being able to um bring those differences to life and being able to talk about them because fundamentally um sometimes the visual isn't enough, things have to be sold. We are now moving on to performance. Um, I'm grateful that you put your phone on silent, uh, which is what I asked you to do <laughs> at the beginning, but hey ho, doesn't matter. How important is the performance versus the quality that's coming out? Performance is critical and important. What I wanna try and focus on today around performance is in order to get the team to perform, which really sits within people, it's about having an understanding of, well, what are the KPIs, the key performance indicators? What are the measures that we need to think about in order to be able to demonstrate tangibly that we've done well? Right. And I think that's where sometimes Performance can't be just a gut feeling. Performance can't be, I think. Right. It has to be based on data. It has to be based on information that says the performance is good because we've looked at X, Y, Z. And I think sometimes where businesses fall short is they have too many indicators. So then it's too difficult to actually um, cipher, decipher through that. Or they don't have any indicators at all that they're working to to actually improve performance. Um, so I've always looked at um, conversion rate, average transaction value, or average basket value, however you want to look at it, right. and sales. So in terms of the actual sales itself, and I've always focused heavily on those three key performance indicators. My, In my opinion, those three give you um, enough information because they cross over a lot of the other performance indicators and enables you to be able to really monitor the business. And more importantly, you know, it's not just about the data, it's also about the objectives that you set. It's also about the vision that you set. It's also about your mission statement. Um, all of these things tie into performance because guess what? If your team aren't aware of what good looks like and what you're trying to strive for, then how are they gonna achieve in the first place right so sometimes where performance falls down is because there's not enough planning and which is another area we'll go on to um, later down the line on some of our podcasts but there's not enough planning and foresight into what are the key levers we need to press 
to be able to drive out a good performance. Um, this is now our fifth podcast. And Five, yeah. I'm absolutely loving it. It's like, going great. It's going great. It's been such good fun. Place. And obviously place uh, isn't where you are geographically, uh, or um, nor is it the fish. Uh, that you <laughs> did you like that? I like yeah, that. That's, that's yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, place is a is a much bigger message. Uh, what is place? What what was the importance of place? So place is really about you know your market share. It's about where you fit within the market, and we know the birth of social media how positive it's been, and it's really using other channels to market and really making sure that your business is talking through a channel that we will never ever lose now you know social media is big it's there we have to manage it in the right way we have to use it to get our voice and um, further and farther afield what is your identity it's it's who you are and who do you want to communicate to and it's about you know how you kind of visualize that and get that into copy a picture can tell a thousand stories and the right copy can get people into the right mindset to really believe in, to believe in your brand. So it's really about you know building that identity and then sharing that identity with the rest of the world really. How do you get to a point where you're appealing to A, the right people and appealing to them in the right way? Being clear about what your identity is and then understanding who your end user is and then understanding you know, how best to communicate with them. Um, and that way you can then decide which medium is, is right for you. And then also, you know, use the opportunity to allow other people to talk about your services and business as well. You know, what's brilliant about social media now is, you know, you can share experiences, good and bad, because let's be honest, you know, um, there's no uh, hard and fast rule to tell someone how they want to communicate. They'll communicate the good and the bad. And sometimes that's, you know, something that's not, not been, um, you haven't been able to do that in the past in such a way. So again, it goes back to the service that you deliver being um, of a high quality because social media does allow people to communicate and share their experience that they've had. So actually, social media is a positive thing, but done wrong and not taken care um, can actually be quite a negative thing as well. Um, right, on to the next P, which is presentation. Uh, presentation isn't doing a speech in front of a class, using an overhead projector, uh, which I got asked to do once. I messed it up, never got asked to do it again in December. <laughs> um, tell us about presentation. It's the one, in my opinion, that really gets um, close and under the belly of the actual consumer, customer, fan, supporter. Because presentation, in a nutshell, is about everything the consumer can see, can smell, can touch, can hear. Um, it's really about tapping into everything around that they can really um, be part of, that it starts to have a huge impact on their shopping experience. We've talked about Lush before as well, and they're very good at doing the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's so many examples now out there where the the brand or the business has, has decided to tap into the um, consumer's emotions to be able to get the best out of that shopping experience for them. 
and make it fun. Yeah. Um, whether that's around colour, whether that's around texture, whether that's around layout, whether that's around um, point of sale, signage, um, sight lines, um, whether that's around ease of shop, whether that's around special fixtures that enable you to view the products in, in a much more positive way, whether that's about cash and wrap, um, the way the till's positioned um, so that the person serving you can make really good eye contact, yeah. whether that's around the distance between the counter and you so, that you, so it becomes part of the, the experience. You know, businesses and brands have really thought long and hard about presentation, about how you can really tap into the hearts and minds of the consumer. And it's probably the one of the eight pillars where I think you can get so much out of it and done right, you can turn around uh, a flaging business. In this episode, we are covering. We are covering in this episode. So, right, everybody, Shah just kind of paused and, moment, like, and, and, like, and like looked at me. We're actually covering promotions in this episode. It's focusing on brand stimulation and focusing on driving sales. Um, and the reason why I call it promotions rather than marketing, because I'm a great believer that if you're going to spend money on any form of um, marketing, then you need to be able to see a return on your investment. So call it promotions um, really focuses the mind on making sure that whatever you do has the end goal of driving sales or has the end goal of stimulating your brand and increasing your market share or getting your brand to a wider audience. I mean, for me, it's about stimulating. It's about um, getting an end user to a point where they want to tap into something because they're going to get a benefit. Right, and that benefit sometimes can be around um, money off. Um, that benefit can be sometimes around buy X and get X. Um, sometimes that can be be around um, even a story that you're trying to get the consumer to tap into. I've worked with many companies over the years, and and I do think that if you are too frequent and you're not focused enough in your messaging then you could create an issue. So you'd, you'll disengage more people than you engage. So the reality is is, is, is being able to segment your consumer um, so that you may have a promotion where you want to focus um, on babies. You may have a promotion where you want to focus on males only. One where you might want to focus on teenagers. One where you might want to focus on um, female one way you might want to focus on pregnant women. So really it's about segmenting your consumers so that you can focus your campaigns and your promotions so that you hit the sweet spot and making sure that you're not going back and forth to the same end user with lots of different promotions that don't really tap into their lifestyle and what they're all about. <laughs> um, moving on today, we are talking about planning. So Steve, what is planning to you? Is it something as simple as writing down you know, bullet points of what you want to do. Do you fit in a spreadsheet? What do you do? I think planning um, touches on everything really, and so many of the other um, P's that we discussed, and so many things around business really relates to planning. And I kind of break it down really into three sizable chunks for me in terms of planning. There's things that you need to do real immediately. So these are things that you need to 
have um, in your sites um, things that um, will happen very quickly within um, you know could be 24 hours 48 hours a week etc and then there's this sort of um, so that's you know real quick things and then there's a sort of medium-term planning um, where you're kind of looking um, you know months and potentially quarters ahead and then there's a long-term planning where you're potentially looking at um, years ahead and it really depends on the nature of your business and um, how you sort of um, position yourself around planning but it really is the cornerstone of having a well-oiled machine and a business that works well if you don't plan you invariably um, and end up failing um, things don't get done when they need to be done um, the focus isn't quite right um, you can lose momentum um, bad planning can really hurt a small medium and large business and actually some of the best businesses in the world and some of the best individuals in terms of what they do is because they plan well um, that could be about documenting things in terms of um, one of the tools we use is it's called a critical path and basically a critical path has everything in it which is critical to the delivery of your objectives and your business goals um, and you know people have critical paths in their personal lives that could be around you know um, health and well-being um, so planning is so critical and sometimes we we get it badly wrong or we wonder why we don't achieve what we need to achieve when we need to achieve it and nine times out of ten is because we haven't thought it through planning is about having a plan that doesn't mean you're not flexible and it doesn't mean that you you're not reactive it doesn't mean that you can't be spur of the moment it doesn't mean that you can't be fluid and what it means is you have a plan so a framework that you can work towards to um, deliver more um, which has clear processes in that um, gives you the stimulus and the focus um, but that's just the what I call the framework what you can do within that plan then is is maneuver and be flexible within the plan okay. so you can still do things which are reactive um, you can still do things which are spur of the moment but fundamentally you have a plan that you can always go back to which gives you the balance and gives you the strong foundations so I think it's it's about having an overall plan that you can always revisit to see where, where you're up to but it doesn't mean that you can't be spontaneous it doesn't mean that you can't be flexible it doesn't mean that you can't be fluid it doesn't mean that you know you, you can't come up with a great idea that supersedes part of the plan Right. Having a plan is also about being flexible. Um, someone asked me the question last week, um, how do we, because we talked about planning last week. Yeah. Someone asked me, um, how do we plan our podcasts? We don't. No. It's the simple answer. <laughs> we are on to the final P, which is my favourite. And I think um, it's not my favorite for what people are thinking. It's my favorite because I think it's the most interesting. Uh, and there's a reason why we've saved it till last as well. Um, the final P of the eight Ps is profit. I think what's really beautiful about the final P, in my opinion, and something that I've worked really hard on, um, as the eight Ps are very personal to me, we didn't start with the eighth P, which is profit. We end with it. And that's because I strongly believe that if you do the seven Ps really well, 
the eighth P becomes a byproduct of those seven P's being done well. So you're not setting your business necessarily out in the first instance to make a whole load of cash. What you're saying is, yes, we're going to have a return on our investment, but we're gonna do it by doing some things fundamentally very well, such as presentation, such as managing um, people, um, such as place, such as promotions, etc. And actually by doing those things really, really well, understanding the customer journey, understanding our workforce and how we can help them to work more effectively, what actually happens is we actually make profit. And it's a different kind of way of looking at it. And for me, it's a really special way of looking at it because what it does, it makes you actually think about things slightly differently. And some of the decisions that you make are very different to those if you just go to chasing profit straight away. Yes, we want to make sure that our ideas um, are set out in such a way that we're thinking about return on investment in, in the beginning rather than halfway through or at the end. Um, so yeah, profit is is the last eight, last P. And the reason why we leave it to last is because we believe that if you do the seven P's really, really well, the eighth P, which is profit, happens anyway. So in a way, it's kind of like the 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 only P that you don't really have to do anything for because if you do the previous seven correctly, that one will just take care of itself. That was put so beautifully well, Shah, and it actually, and I mean this in all seriousness, that's exactly what this is about. Um, this story that I've been telling about the eight Ps now for many, many years, it's exactly that, that actually the profit becomes a byproduct of doing some fundamental things very well within your business, that the profit, lovely word, takes care of itself because you've thought about your people um, and how you can um, enrich their lives, because you've thought about delivering the best quality product possible in the right place at the right time. Because you've got a business that's presented in, in an amazing way that you're always thinking about the customer and how they interact with that space or how they interact with that environment or how they interact with that service that you're offering. All right, guys, that is it for this week. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope you're able to pick up something and uh, hopefully apply it to your own business if you're looking for it. As always, remember, you can check out the website for all of our social links, 8rc.co.uk. You can also check out the members pack on there as well. And we will catch you next week.